It is uh, 15 minutes past one, and thank you so much for not touching that dial. Uh, this is Lifetime Live with me, Chris Alda Dudumash, and that was Swangile Kumalo. And uh, yeah, eh, some of these songs, um, I, I, one of those songs that just ignite uh, greatness uh, within you and just force us to think outside self. And uh, talking about the untold story. And today we're focusing on a, a condition that uh, we don't really um, necessarily give it the attention that it deserves. I mean, you talk sexism, you talk racism, people know exactly what you mean. Um, but when you talk disablism, uh, people wonder, uh, what exactly do you mean? And to help us understand this term, I'm joined uh, in studio um, by Andre Kallis. Um, Andre is joining us as a specialist in advocacy and uh, policy and children matters uh, for the National Council of and for persons with disability. And I speak this low um, and this loud uh, for Andre to be able to connect with the conversation um, because there's a saying that nothing about us without us. And uh, if we are going to focus on issues around disability, um, it, it's best that we do it with the people who are affected. Good afternoon and welcome, Andre. Thank you Good so much for coming. Thank you very much for the opportunity to be on your show. Now, like I said in my intro, that it's very easy uh, when you say disablism and, and racism for people to understand exactly what you mean. Uh, yes. for, for disablism, what does that mean? Yes. Griselda, you know, I have been working in the disability field since uh, 2010. And um, I only last year learned about the word disablism for the first time and I was so surprised and the first thing that came up to me was why is this word so unknown and why are people so unfamiliar with the term disablism when sexism and racism are common terms and used in everyday language mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, disablism um, in its very brief definition is simply um, prejudice towards and discrimination against persons with disabilities. Like racism is yeah. based on discrimination, based on race, the differences in race. And, and how important are these conversations that we begin to protect those with different disabilities, especially amongst children? Yes. Um, I, think, I think people, society can be disabled um, unconsciously or consciously. Yeah. Um, I, I really believe that um, um, general society is, is not um, dealing with their prejudices and uh, their attitudes perhaps underlying, perhaps unconscious mm -hmm. towards persons with disabilities. But the issues that we face as persons with disabilities and children with disabilities um, if you analyze them, Griselda, they, uh, you conclude, you can only come to one um, fundamental conclusion, mm -hmm. and that is that disablism uh, is alive and well um, in the world and in our country. I can just add that in America and I think the UK also, yeah. they ref refer to a ableism. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, in South Africa, the tendency is more to refer to disablism. Yeah. But it is, it is discrimination, it is prejudice, mm. it is regarding a person or a child with a disability 
as somewhat less than human. That's it. Um, yes. But why is it, Andre, in your understanding, why is it that we focus more on uh, what people can do and not focus more on what they can do? Yes, Griselda, like racism, nobody is born a racist. Mm. We learn to become racist, Mm -hmm. or people learn to become racist. They pick it up from their parents, from their communities, from society, the people with whom they interact on a daily basis, from their peers and so on. But basically, um, in the case of of, uh, uh, both uh, disablism and sexism and... um, uh, uh, it, it comes from the upbringing. Yeah. It is uh, really very closely related to how children are taught to Correct. respond to other people, to view other people. Yeah. And it is related to negative stereotyping. Mm-hmm. So pre- prejudice is the consequence of negative stereotyping. Mm-hmm. You know, you um, have um, a lesser... Um, uh, regard the person with the disability or a child with a disability yeah. as of lesser value, as of inferior, as of being incomplete, mm. as not having the same dignity as um, children without disabilities. Yeah, yeah. Now, Andre, are there any uh, moments that we regard as teachable moments? Um, because, uh, like you said, that people are not born um, discriminating. Um, but oftentimes, I mean, you discriminate maybe out of uh, sheer ignorance. So uh, are there moments wherein we can just teach people how it should be um, vis-a-vis how they are socialized? Yes. Um, I think I think people need to um, do some introspection. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, um, people need to be honest with themselves mm. and need to ask themselves, how do I view a person with a disability? Mm. I can also just add that people can be, they can discriminate in their discrimination, yeah. in their disabilism. So, for example, some people might be disabled towards people with hearing loss, deaf people, mm. but not mm. disabled towards uh, a person with spinal cord injury and using Ah. a wheelchair, for example. Mm, So mm. uh, it it doesn't mean that uh, disablism cuts through all types of disabilities. Mm -hmm. It it can be selective. But um, I think think the issue is is just as we do with racism, you can can change your attitude. You can unlearn. Yeah. Um, discrimination. You can unlearn prejudice yeah, yeah. by being honest with yourself and um, see the pe- the person as a full human being. Yeah. Regard the person um, with full human dignity on an equal basis mm. with every other person. That is the problem with discrimination that people are see uh, children with disabilities and person with disabilities as unequal Mm. Um, and the right to equality is a basic human right um, as determined and uh, clearly specified by the United Nations Convention, United United Nations um, uh, Human Rights Convention, um, also the United Nations Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. So equality is um, uh, inequality. Yeah is disablism and um, uh, not uh, being 
fair uh, towards, towards the person with a disability. Especially when you deem them um, not equal to you as, as an individual who's um, discriminating. Now, let's talk about what should then the role of the Department of Health be? Um, and, and whose responsibility is it to create the awareness, to teach, to educate well, um, there are a, a, a variety of um, organizations of and also organizations for persons with disabilities. Mm-hmm. So these organizations, uh, our organization, I rep- represent, the, as you said, the National Council of and for Persons with Disabilities. And we have a very um, extensive uh, public education and awareness raising Program. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also involved in advocacy. Um, so we try to make, um, we do our best to make the public aware sure. of issues relating to persons with disabilities. Um, Chrisella, can I just say that um, um, the, um, the issue of uh, disabilism is also. Um, present within government departments. Mm. Um, you know, uh, as I said before, it is not always practiced, con- practiced consciously. Yeah. It can be unconscious. But if we look at the situation of children with disabilities, for example, that 600,000 children with disabilities of school-going age are out of school. Mm. They are denied the right to a basic education. Mm. That is a typical example of discrimination against children with disabilities. It is a typical example of regarding children with disabilities as inferior, Mm. regarding them as not of lesser value, and therefore regarding them as unequal, to uh, children with without disabilities. That is one example. I can just also just mention the Department of Health. Sorry, I don't hear. I am a person with disability myself. I am very deaf, mm. so I'm trying to do my but best. But we're having to such a wonderful conversation, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the Department of Health. You know, um, we understand that they have um, that they have uh, budgetary constraints. Yeah. Um, but, you know, an assistive device for a person with disability mm. is an esse- essential thing. It is not a nice to have. Mm. For me, wearing hearing aids, um, I cannot cope without my hearing aids. Yeah. I, can, I can have no con- c- communication, mm. verbal communication. I do not speak sign language. I do not use sign language mm. because I have what they call postlingual hearing loss. Mm. So I lost my hearing at the later stage in my life mm. and never um, had the opportunity to uh, to learn um, South African sign language. Mm. Now, um, without so I must rely on verbal communication. I yeah. must rely. I must try to read your lips. I must try and understand your speech. Without my hearing aids, uh, aids, I would be at a total loss. You know what I'm loving though. And um, an assistive device like, uh, excuse me. You know what I'm loving. 
is that that takes away you hearing my uh, accent that would uh, necessarily not sound like what um, some of the words that you want them That's to right. sound like. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, can I just mention the assistive device of a wheelchair, for example? Yeah, yeah. Is um, Can you imagine a, a child or any person with a disability having to go without uh, who um, have paralysis, mm. um, spinal cord injury, and who cannot walk? Can you imagine the quality of life and the deprivations that person must suffer yeah, yeah. without a wheelchair, no mobility, uh, no freedom of movement, yeah. um, um, t- severely, severely res- restricted in all aspects of life because of the inability to mm. move around. And so that most of me. these people are bedridden. And mm. the Department of Health are not living up to the expectations mm. of providing assistive devices as and when they are necessary. That takes me to um, one of your projects, the NEPIRAN. Uh, tell us more about uh, the NEPIRAN. NEPIRAN, NEPIRAN is, a, is a very proud project of the National Council Often for Persons with Disabilities. Mm-hmm. We have it every year between um, uh, October and November. Mm-hmm. From Actually, from the 3rd of October to uh, the 3rd of December. Mm. Uh, it is a campaign, um, first of all, to where we focus specifically on raising awareness about children with disabilities. Mm. We want to we, um, we, uh, um, emphasize awareness raising about the rights of children with mm. disabilities, mm. how their rights are violated, which, which, which is widespread. Mm. We, um, we try and tell the public about the needs of children with disabilities, about their marginalization, about the fact that they are the most exposed and vulnerable group in the world, according to the United Nations. And um, we uh, try to get society to become more inclusive for children with disabilities mm-hmm. um, uh, because exclusion is typical, uh, a, p- a typical sign of um, disablism and discrimination yeah. is that persons with disabilities and children with disabilities live on the fringes of society, mm. um, the majority of them. And they are also faced with a double jeopardy of disability and poverty. And this is why we are so grateful that you made time to come and talk to us um, because, you know, it's always great to learn um, uh, as we have these conversations that it's not just about creating the awareness uh, but being teachable as well. We are going to take a news break. When we return, let's look at uh, what individuals can do to also help create the awareness and and also contribute towards some of your initiatives. And uh, here's the news headlines with Utsile Saku. Discussions impacting your life the most. Indeed, discussions impacting our lives on a daily basis. Thank you for joining us. This is Lifetime Live with me, Chris Alda Dudumaje. And uh, we together until 3 p.m. Between 3 and 6, you have uh, uh, Mr. Smiley himself. Oh, by the way, I'm not supposed to use that term anymore. <laughs> he doesn't use that uh, term anymore. Um, he used to be called a whole lot of things. And uh, now he goes by the name Sir Ernest Pele. And uh, you just leave it at that. Uh, and he'll be taking us through the home run. Um, but right 
now we're talking about disablism and how, how aware are we as a South African society and taking your messages uh, you can join us uh, via Twitter and Facebook on Twitter we are at SAFM Radio hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live and you can also WhatsApp voice note us on 0614-104-107 and uh, SMS us on 40938 SMSs are charged at 150 with me in studio is Andre Kallis, who is uh, um, a specialist in advocacy, policy and children's matters uh, for the National Council of and for persons with disabilities. And we're talking about this term because most people would relate to racism, um, would relate to sexism, but not disablism. And today we are being educated on what it is so that we are aware and what we can do as, as a South African uh, community in helping to alleviate this societal ill. So what what is it that individuals and organizations can do to partner um, with your organization to ensure that uh, uh, we redress uh, some of these social ills, especially disablism? Well, um, I think society must be, first of all, I, we would, as an organization, we would very much like to to popularize, uh, to help popularize the term disablism mm. so that people start talking about it so it come into the open, um, that there is something like disablism, there is something like discrimination against persons with disabilities. And it is not uncommon. It is actually, um, it is quite a common occurrence. Um, uh, so we, we want society to be, be become aware of the word the term and we would like society each person to ask him or herself you know do I perhaps have disabled attitudes mm. do I regard do I see the disability first and then the person uh-huh. so, and, and that is that is a typical uh, sign of, of disablism you, you see the disability and you define the entire person according to the person's disability, instead of seeing a full human being. And it has also got to do with respect for um, diversity and um, respect uh, equality. And um, yes, we are a rainbow nation Mm. and um, persons with disabilities are part of that nation. And is there, in your experience, um, is there a notion that people, all people with disability, um, all know how to sign language? Um, because you did mention earlier on that I, I've never had an opportunity to learn how to sign. And yes. people would then take for granted that because I, I have a hearing impairment, therefore I'm supposed to sign. Griselda, you, you see... Um when you are born or when you lose your hearing at a very young age, um, before you have, you need hearing to be able to learn um, a, a spoken language. Mm, mm. Um, so um, uh, it's very difficult for a child who is born with deafness um, to learn to speak. So naturally, the first language of that child would be in South Africa, South African, S-A-S-L, South African Sign Language. Mm. Um, when it happens, at a, when you lose your hearing at a later stage in your life, um, like I lost my hearing at the age of 48 or wow. something like that. 
you know, then you are so part of the um, so part of the hearing community that um, for you to then um, learn to speak sign language would actually um, who are you going to speak sign language to? True, because exactly. your family, your friends, your friends, everybody are yeah. hearing speaking people. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, in most cases, you know, people like myself don't use sign language yeah. because uh, we rely on technology and we rely on um, other alternative and augmentative forms of communication. And how much should we change language, um, the words that we use in communicating? Um, what, excuse me, Sala? Maybe let's listen to um, the voice notes. And as we listen to the voice notes, I would like to know um, how much we should change uh, words that we use when we communicate in okay. order for us not to become um, disablers. Uh, there's a, a, an SMS. It's actually a tweet from Velmarie. Uh, Velmarie uh, Pekur says, uh, Great discussion, Chrysalda. Especially as a child, I felt the pain of being different uh, quite to an extent. Uh, people would stare at my eyes and somehow I would just feel excluded already. Family, community members, all can be disabled without even knowing. All right, here's uh, the voice note to add to the speaker in studio um, I do believe that some of the discrimination against disability comes from a place of empathy um, you know as an abled person as the term would go you sometimes put yourself in a person's shoes and you feel sorry for them which leads to a alternate treatment of that person and how can we not be as empathetic but you know just try to be normal around them. That's a difficulty that most South Africans have. Good afternoon, Chriselda and your guest there in studio. This is Mitzia from Bloemfontein. I think the issue of disabledism in South Africa begins with basically when you start treating someone different, you are teaching a child that indeed these people are different. So for the mere fact that when I'm with my niece and nephew and they ask me, um, why can't you park there, which is a parking designated for people with disabilities? Why can't they use certain bathrooms and malls? Because they, especially for disabled uh, people, it teaches them that disabled people are then different from them. So I think we should move away from this whole story of having designated parkings and designated buildings for people with disabilities and whatever we do we need to do it as big enough to accommodate everyone else thank you all right uh, thank you so much uh, for connecting and sending us those uh, voice notes and we encourage uh, you to continue conversing with us uh, through uh, the various platforms we also are very active on twitter and facebook you can join in the conversation and uh, maybe uh, you've lost a bit of the uh, uh, the conversations around disablism uh, it's never too late uh, to join andre uh, is standing by to respond to all your questions andre Chrysalda, uh, uh, there are some very unacceptable terms, um, terms that offend persons with disabilities. For example, he or she is a cripple, is crippled. Mm. Um, um, another one is very common. She is wheelchair bound. Mm. She is not wheelchair bound. <laughs> she uses a wheelchair. Now that, now that you mention it, it, it really sounds ridiculous that that's what we've been saying all along. 
Yes, it is. It is, it is not that we 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 find those terms. Deaf and dumb is another one. Um, um, I'm I'm deaf, but hopefully not dumb. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by this conversation, no. <laughs> um, so these are prejudices and, sti- and and the language we the disability language we speak, the terminology yeah. we use is very, very important because Mm. it influences people's perceptions. And it is essential for the media especially to um, use the correct um, language that are not offensive, that are not discriminating, that are not Mm. prejudicial, and that um, are not tainted by um, stereotypes. Um, Because through the media... We can do so much yeah. to change people's attitudes that's a, and that's to right. break down barriers. Are you able to respond to those WhatsApp voice notes um, that came through? Uh, one of the questions was um, about why do we want uh, designated uh, parking spots and uh, toilets that now, are when specifically... When you treat someone differently, you end up thinking of them differently. Um, they think we should move away from disabled parking and special um, no, we, you know, there is <laughs> um, persons with disabilities when they um, are people who use wheelchairs, mm. they need specific facilities, and That's we call it. that accessibility. Yeah, and we call it inclusion, and they, those um, inclusion and accessibility, accessibility, are rights that disabled people are entitled to. So disability rights are human rights. And one disability right is accessibility. So a person using a wheelchair should have the same access to bathroom and toilet facility uh, facilities as any other person. So um, uh, equity measures must be employed to ensure that such a person has got access to um, facilities mm-hmm. that may, are accessible to that person. For, uh, for example, parking mm-hmm. bay, sure. because you need to open a door very wide for yeah. the wheelchair. So that is why the parking bay is wider than yeah. a regular uh, parking bay. Andrew, thank you so much for coming through. Um, is there a website where we can follow uh, some of your work? Yes, it is um, uh, Nappy Run. I must mm. just, can I just quickly say Nappy Run is also a, a drive, a campaign to collect nappies mm. and to receive donations of nappies for children with disabilities because mm. it's a grave, grave need because of the uh, relationship between incontinence and various disabilities. Sure. Um, Nappy Run uh, website is www.nappyrun. And our organization um, responsible for NAPI Run is the National Council of and for Persons with Disabilities, and it is www.ncppdsa.org.za. Um, our website um, has not yet 
taken on the new name okay. of the organization. Aha, I see. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming through and thank you for enlightening us. Thank you, Chrisalda. Thank you very much. That's Andre Kallis, a specialist in advocacy, policy and children's matters uh, for the National Council of and for Persons with Disabilities. And that's where we end this conversation. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, the chatting continues on various social media platforms. Uh, we have a WhatsApp voice note on on 0614-104-107 and you can also send us an SMS at 40938 or Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio. When we return we are going to be focusing on uh, words of wisdom with Mr. Billy Siligan. Here's Zama Jobe uh, saying come with me.